Story number one. The Voices of Old. Written by Mac Dye. There was a moment in the prehistory that had been long debated and speculated in many long centuries that followed. A parable in holy books and the stellar event of rare tombs of science that existed in the distant simple time. Of great lights in the night sky, as if the very stars had grown restless. Of many nights that the stars spun and flashed and vanished in the night sky. To some observers, this was seen as the end of times, or as a sign of a great event to come. To others, it was seen as an unknowable stellar event, perhaps a meteor shower or something similar, something that had fallen to earth, a great spire that had crashed down into the Mother's Spine Mountains, the massive range of towering stone, the air at the heights tooth and breathe, the call so deep that it would strike the unprepared explorer down in moments, and a sickness that robbed the strength of the afflicted, burned their skin and showed in the infested souls or demonic growths. In the holy tomes they were all agreed, the mountains were cursed. What had fallen from the sky would seep into the mother's blood and kill them all in time. None were to journey there. And in the tombs of science, it was agreed what had fallen there was dangerous, deadly, bearer of the plague, and worse, some unknowable and invisible fire that killed any who sought out the fallen spire. But in time, memory faded and most forgot. The knowledge to stay away from the mountains remained, though, as every generation or two a party would try, and sometimes a lone survivor would emerge only to give warning and admit failure to fire the spire. And then die. The memory of the spire's fall faded, knowledge of the danger of the mother spine mountains became commonplace. It was simply a fact of reality. You did not go there. It was dangerous, and so no one questioned it any longer. Time passed and science advanced. The first telescopes were too weak to really see what was beyond the moon, and blurry images of other celestial bodies. But with those first steps into the peering into the endless skies, their curiosity grew. In time, better glass, better lenses, better telescopes. Their moons were seen in detail, mapped painstakingly, speculation of what might live there amongst the craters and scars of the barren fields of stone. Their nearest celestial neighbors came next, and then the fields, broad expanses of debris that drifted between the sixth and seventh planet, a mystery as was everything amongst the stars, one to be solved. Society advanced, wars were fought, kingdoms fall and rose, religions grew, and still the fallen spire was forgotten. Knowledge of the space and the planets continued to grow, it became commonplace. Seven planets in the solar system, the world revolved around the sun, the center of the system, that had led to a religious uprising and conflict, but over time even the temples bowed and accepted that it was true. The field drifted between the sixth and seventh world. It was known to reality, and so no longer questioned. And society advanced. Technology and innovation. The printing press led to the possibility of educating the masses, which brought more innovation, more advancement. 
electricity was discovered, the theory of radio communication was broached, analyzed, proven, and the first true working radios were produced. And with them, the signals were discovered. Their presence through all theory and presence of natural occurring radio noise on its head. These sounds repeated. Patterns were observed, and the world fell silent for a moment. All war, all conflict ceased. All the temples and churches held their breath. The voices that they become known sparked a new era of conflict and unrest. Religion clashed with science. The voices were messages from the gods, the spirits, the dead. The voices were from another world, another star, the past. But... Both were wrong, yet so close to the truth. Governments collapsed, religions failed. Things quietened down as the voices didn't change. The same unknowable patterns, the same strange sounds. And so they became commonplace, accepted and forgotten. And then the discovery of radiation poisoning came, and with it a realization of the mother's spine mountains. More advancements, better telescopes, better radios, advances than mathematics that led to better understanding of the voices, better production, better chemistry, which led to the advancements in materials. The first expedition into the Mother Spine Mountains came the same year as the first radio telescope. It was already known that there were hundreds, maybe thousands of voices. It had been discovered all that came from one direction, the fields. The first expedition into the mother spine returned, a lone survivor. They had worn the best that they could be produced, but had realized too late how much radiation the mother spine mountains contained. A lone survivor, a solitary artifact, and a grainy photograph of the spire. The spire, a stellar event that had been forgotten, referenced in only the oldest of holy books or the earliest of tombs of logic and science. Even those, of course, were steeped in opinion and personal belief of the authors. An age before scientific theory was all well understood and strictly enforced as it was today. The discovery did not bring the fresh surge of violence or religious upheaval. An understanding had begun to dawn on the people that there was someone else out there. It didn't mean the gods and the spirits for such didn't exist. It just meant that they had blessed the stars with other children, distant brothers and sisters. But the trail to them would be hard. The deaths of the first expedition were met with praise of their bravery and sacrifice. The first image of the spire spread around the world with the first live television transmissions the world saw. The voices grew clearer with the first radio telescope. Thousands of voices, echoes of the long dead. Messages from the past. Someone, somewhere, surely found the morbid humor in the realization that the wars and conflicts and hysteria had been fueled by both sides arguing the same point. But still, the words were unknowable. Flight. True powered flight. There could only be one destination for the first trial. The question that could only be answered from the sky. But the mother's spine was too dangerous, unforgiving place. The obstacles put forward by the gods and spirits to make the puzzle one that only people unified to a single cause could surmount. 
people, the world over, hung on every word of the brave pilots as they flew to the spire. The winds were rough, violent, alive. The view was breathtaking. None had seen the mother's spine for such an angle. From above, they were beautiful. Beautiful. The spire, seen from above, it rested against the slope of a towering mountain, its face scarred and torn from the spire's fall centuries before. Smoke still rose from the metal construct. Not smoke, heat. As such a heat that it could be seen from above, that where the cold mountains pushed it, there was no snow. The winds were strong though, alive, angry. The first plane struggled, the pilot spoke still. They barely heard a flash and a whir of the co-pilot's camera, barely heard over the wind. They struggled, they turned back towards home. But the gods and the spirits knew the people were not yet ready, had not passed the test that they would need to understand the voices. The final message from the pilots, the plane was damaged, dying. Wishes to loved ones that would survive them, that they had no regrets, do not mourn us. Silence. And the world was silent again. Great masses held the temples in churches. Governments announced official days of remembrance. And in time, everyone moved on. A generation passed. The spire was known now. Seen. Photographs. Moving pictures. Better planes were built. Sent. More was learned. Realizations made. The voices were the ghosts of an ancient radio transmissions. The signals were garbled and corrupted, but something was still sending them. New observatory, a more powerful telescope. The fields were seen clearly for the first time, more spires drifting in the void of space. Different shapes, some smaller, many larger. The fields were at field debris. They carried the ghosts of sent the voices. The truth confirmed a people were not alone. There were, or had been, others. So close. But something had happened. The voices surely had a secret. Surely the spirits of the dead were offering them truths and understandings of the universe, of the story of the fields, of the spire. More advances and science had led it through electronics led to computers, Flights led to rockets, led to the first satellite. Computers led to programming, led to the three seconds of audio. The first voice heard, the first words translated. God help us. Silence again, three words, a different language, static, incomplete. And suddenly, a new argument amongst the people. To which of the gods did the voice plead? Not why did they plead. Sorrow for the pain of those words were overlooked by all those philosophers. Some heard and, despite the different language, understood the meaning. They were spoken in terror, not sorrow. But the truth which the philosophers and poets spoke was missed in the argument. In the war that followed, started with religious unrest, which spurred public unrest, which spurred conflict and doubt which led to war, something that, for time, had been forgotten, but discovered again. But technology had advanced since the last war. Some countries realized this, planned for it. Some held to the old traditions. 
The war was brutal and long, but as with all wars, it ended. Maps were redrawn and science had advanced again, leaps and bounds. The cauldron of war had summoned forth the sorts of new tools. The tools were again turned towards the unified cause. The fields, the spire, the voices. The new expedition of better protective gear. Vehicles that could traverse the mother's spine. Aircraft that could battle the winds. That could land in the spire. Better computers, better receivers that could find and begin piecing together the voices. More messages, more spoken words from long ago. There were two different languages, two types of transmission from the fields. Debate, uncertainty, realization. Two races, a battle. There was selfishly a moment of relief amongst the people with that realization. The horrors and mistakes of their past were not theirs alone. Others had made war, had made those mistakes. A moment of guilt and grief followed for many. More advances, the first probes to their moons, more learned of the rigors of space travel, a truer understanding of the distances. A camp built into the living stone of the mother's spine to shield the researchers, the scientists and the workers that were beginning to learn the secrets of the spire. The first living person in space, more followed, and then a probe sent towards the field to get a closer look, to learn more. Advances to glean from the spire, advances to hear the voices, to see those who had spoken so long ago. The first images were finally pieced together. The first glimpse of one source of the voices. Shock. Silence. The single still image offered a glimpse of a face, a body, two arms, two legs, not so different in that respect. It wore an armored suit, so similar to what their first adventurers who had reached orbit. Better, slimmer, certainly, but the same concept. Fire, smoke, the images had a single frame of video transmission. The face was wounded, burned, the expert said, but the eyes were clear. Everything on the image was blurred with motion, but the eyes fixed, staring at the viewer as if the long-dead someone could see the people. Two eyes, less than the people, but the emotion there was plain to see even on an alien face. Resigned yet defiant? That someone knew death was coming for them, yet had struggled on. What had happened to that one alien? What had happened to them all? Friend or foe? What gods did they worship? What beliefs did they hold? Debate. Peaceful. Thoughtful. The philosophers were heard, not the dissenters. Poets and artists were looked to. Religious leaders and scientists both could agree. Governments ratified a new budget and new grand plans and goals hand in hand with other countries. The first crewed mission to their nearest moon. To the next, more secrets gleaned from the spire. More images of the fields, of the ruined spires. Ships, dozens, hundreds, some long and slender, much like the creatures of the seas and rivers, but with a predatory air. Sleek design, sloped hulls. They seemed powerful in appearance, bold, advanced. 
The first image was of them, learned, proven by the remains found aboard the spire. Others, the spheres and oblong orbs, dark of color, rough edges, battle damage or design. They seemed crude, brutal in appearance. Little was known of the lost ones yet. Their transmissions were only in text. No audio, no video. The messages were simple yet elusive for so long. The messages were thought to be a programming language of machinery speaking to another machine, not of living things. Advancement, exploration, understanding, spurred by curiosity, but the ever-elusive mystery that had started with an unknowable event early in their history. The spire yielded its secrets in bits and pieces. The mystery was still far beyond the people. Those that had created the aircraft could control gravity itself, could manipulate universal constants in ways that they could not understand. Nuclear fusion was learned harnessed, then solar, both learned from the spire. They realized the damage pollution could cause another lesson from the spire, from the wasteland that it had created from the mother's spine, from the radiation still pouring from the dead engines. Time passed, and again it all became known, commonplace, and the wonder of it slowly faded. More images were assembled from the voices, the transmissions were echoes trapped within the fields, but bits and pieces escaped and were heard, recorded. A puzzle of unknown size and shape, of depth and such complexity, that dozens of nations still poured so much into the great receiver arrays and the teams that had been working since the odious days of radio. Floundering, multiple locks starboard. Been boarded, half-batteries overrun marines. The Ark, Amatsuru, is laying to, moving to... We're hit, weapons down, power to the engines, prepare to ram. God help us. Engineering has been... How did they find us? Not again. Hundreds of voices, messages, images of the spire... Great beams of light flashing from their flanks into the others. Spires were drawn apart in a cold void of space. They and others collided, with massive ships vanishing in the orbs of heat and debris. It took years for the probe to reach the field. As it neared, its cameras and transmitters activated. The first images, the first streams of the voices. Clearer, more complete and realization that something of the magnetic field of the moons had been degrading the transmission further. There was a message being sent to them. Something in the fields was still transmitting a complete recording of the events that had transpired there. But it was too much. The probe fell silent, overloaded. So another was prepared, sent. More advancement. The first crude orbital construct... Science began to move forward in leaps and bounds, as the spire gave up its secrets more readily. And when the first probe cleared the field that had hidden the truth from them for so long, the message was received. We are sorry. If you hear this, please forgive us. Silence. What great transgression had the visitors wrought upon the people that they had never gotten to meet? We are... were... The last of humanity. Our enemy followed us here, to your home system. We had hoped to escape them, 
We did not know your world held life when we first chose it. When we came here was our last ark ship, our last fleet. The speaker was male, a human. He bore a uniform and insignia of an admiral. He was old, with graying hair and many lines along his face. The people had learned much of the humans from the spire, from the voices, had worked very hard to learn as much as they could. We have fought them for 400 years, 600 or so of yours, if you track time as we did. The horror at the thought of a war that could last so long. Grief, sorrow, pity. The people had known war and thought that they understood the horrors of such things could unleash. They had been wrong. It seemed naive, blissfully so. We thought to flee and escape them. A final ruse. Our home world is long dead, even as I record this message. A distant memory. But we had hoped to start again. Your world is special, hidden. Your moons have hidden you from our enemy. Hopefully, still hide you. Should we win the battle here, more will come for us and find you. If we lose, they will leave, never to return. Hopefully... Your people have a chance. Should you stay there and your birth world, you will be safe, unnoticed, hidden. You will be able to live in peace, I hope. The Admiral sighed quietly as a commotion began to rise around him. He stood on one of the spires in the background. The other humans could be heard. Contact reports, enemy ships approaching. If you leave your birth world, if the enemy still exists... They will find you some day. It is what they do. Any competition amongst the stars is to be stomped out, destroyed, erased, then forgotten. So a choice. We give you everything we have, everything that we know, to do with as you choose. We will fight them here one last time, and we will lose. So you have the chance to make that choice some day. The Admiral smiled, sorrow in his eyes. Not for what would come to him and his people, but for them, it seemed. For their people, humanity had known the wonders of traveling to other worlds, of traveling amongst the stars, and had known the horrors of centuries of war. Yet, he felt sorry for them, for the choice that they would have to make, to safely live in ignorance, safe in the warm embrace of their birth world, but to never leave it in her moons, or to take up where humanity had left off, a venture into the stars, perhaps to suffer the same fate. If you choose to come to the stars, if you meet them one day, tell them humanity sent you. I think they're going to remember us. The Admiral grinned then, a fierce display of defiance. Silence. The message spread through the people of the world. The probe could make out the remnants of the last stark ship. It had been huge, even compared to the spires. Dead, the enemy had turned its weapons upon the last hope of humanity, shattered it, torn it apart with such a savagery to be apparent even so many centuries later. Recordings of the battle that was fought outnumbered greatly. The human fleet had fought for days in the voids of space. But for every enemy ship they destroyed... More came. Recordings of every message, every video feed, of human crews struggling to keep their ships in flight, to strike out at the enemy one last time. 
boarding actions of humans fighting against the horrors worse than the demons and monsters of their myths, horrid amalgams of flesh and machine, no fixed form to them, limb and tentacles and chitinous claw, all fused with wire and metal and rivet. The human fleet forged to protect the lumbering arc ship at their center, but numbers won the day. Human ships died by the cold void, exploded, were torn asunder, rammed, or were rammed, the final stand. Then the arc ship died under the guns of hundreds of their enemy ships. It was a slow and brutal, holes were torn into the huge vessel, and its cargo was exposed to the void. And when the enemy was done, they simply left. A lone human ship drifted like a ship rudderless in the sea towards their world, unnoticed by the enemy, or they were simply indifferent to the derelict ship. With the transmission came more data of their computers could hold. New machines were built, vast warehouses filled end to end with servers just to try and hold it all. But the transmissions repeated, and had been for centuries offering them everything humanity had to give, hoping one day that the people would be ready to hear it. Advancement. The information was studied, adapted, applied. The various religions debated what should be done, what the message meant, what the gods and spirits would want them to do. Governments too debated. To leave their world was the risk destruction some day to risk facing an enemy that had been destroyed by the humans, a species that had offered them everything, given them a chance to live in peace if they chose it, granted them a chance with the lives of their entire race. Advancement, debate, but no war, no conflict, no uprising or unrest. Decision the first moon colony, the first crewed ship to the nearest planet. Lessons were learned, technology adapted and applied. The first successful weapons test was only ten years after humanity's last transmission was heard. Their first FTL probe was named in a way that the humans would surely have appreciated. Sent to the nearest solar system, it would arrive in only a few short years its name proudly emblazoned on its hull, a name that would be seen again and again as the people reached for the stars. Humanity sent us. End of story.